a lot of us have heard about attachment styles but not a lot of us do know in detail about attachment styles we can observe these attachment styles in the various relationships that we have with people but most of the times we find it hard to label these attachment styles i feel like in india and the culture that we live in attachment styles are often neglected and not given much importance to people fail to understand how important attachment styles are in the growth and development of a child and i personally feel that indian parents need to be educated about attachment styles because of how important attachment styles are for the child to have healthy relationships later on in life on this episode of yours mentally we talk about attachment styles in detail this is one of the most fun and interesting episodes that i've done because there's so much that i learned from it and so many things that i unlearned from this episode it kind of cleared out a lot of my misconceptions as well this episode is in conversation with zarana mithani who's a counseling psychologist so without further ado let's get right into the episode so on today's episode where we talk about attachment styles zarana what are attachment styles and why are they important in an individual's psychological development thank you for the question put it simply attachment styles are how we connect with people it's the way we approach or avoid intimate relationships now why they are important to an individual psychological development it's because it affects everything from our partner selection to how well our relationships progress to and how often they end also that is why recognizing our attachment pattern can help us understand our strengths and vulnerabilities in a relationship and in addition to this people with uh, different attachment styles also differ in their view of intimacy and togetherness the way they deal with conflict their attitude towards sex their their ability to communicate their wishes and needs their expectations from their partner and the relationship so it's very important to understand about attachment styles because people will differ a lot in all of these categories right so zarana what are the four types of attachment styles and could you sort of elaborate on each one of them okay sure all right so basically there are three main types of attachment style one is secure attachment style second is anxious attachment style and third is avoidant attachment style and the fourth which is the less common one is the fearful avoidant attachment style but the main three are the anxious secure and avoidant and i can elaborate on them one by one so i'll start with secure so a person who is securely attached now they usually have a very warm and a loving childhood very loving parents that they grew up with and for a secure person being warm and loving in a relationship comes naturally to them they enjoy being intimate without becoming overly worried about their relationships they take things in stride when it comes to romance and don't get easily upset over relationship matters they effectively communicate their needs and feelings to their partner and are strong at reading their partner's emotional cues and responding to them they share their successes successes and problems with their partner and are able to be there for him or her in times of need now that's a very securely attached person an anxiously attached person is someone who loves to be very close to their romantic partners and they do have a great capacity for intimacy however they often fear that their partner does not wish to be as close to him or her as they would like them to be their relationships tend to consume a large part of their emotional energy they tend to be very sensitive to small fluctuations in their partner's moods and actions and although their sensor sen- senses are often accurate they take their partner's behaviors to 
personally and as a result of which they experience a lot of negative emotions within the relationship and get easily upset and because of that they tend to act out and say things that they later regret and even if you know if the other person provides a lot of security and reassurance an anxious person is able to shed much of their preoccupation with the relationship and feel content and lastly i come to the avoidant attachment style now for an avoidant attachment style it's very important for the person to maintain their independence and self sufficiency and they often prefer autonomy and distance as opposed to an intimate relationship even though they want to be close to others they feel uncomfortable with too much closeness and they absolutely tend to keep their partner at arm's length and they don't spend too much time worrying about their romantic relationships or about being rejected and they tend not to open up to their partners and their partners often complain that they are emotionally distant and in relationships they are often very much on high alert of any signs of control or impingement on their territory so that's in a nutshell an avoidant person and fearful avoidant is very less common where they are very high on anxiety and high on avoidance so that's in a nutshell all the attachment styles right so what kind of caregiving and childhood experiences lead to a person developing an anxious attachment style so when a child feels safe seen and soothed by their parent in a consistent way they are able to form a secure attachment to that parent however when a parent is available and soothing the child at times and insensitive or intrusive at other times and is not really consistent with their love that child is more likely to experience an anxious attachment pattern an anxiously attached child often feels very insecure they don't know whether their needs are going to met or not they may feel upset by separations and have trouble feeling soothed by the parent whenever they do feel loved and in one term if i were to you know say it this attachment pattern often can be described as an emotional hunger that the child experiences so there's a lot of emotional hunger because their needs are never really consistently met so they are constantly unsure about whether their needs are going to be met or not so they are always you know on the lookout they are hyper vigilant about signs whether their parents are you know attuned towards them or not and when they are attuned towards them that love often feels very empty so in another terms i would say that a parents who form an anxious attachment between themselves and their child are often very inconsistently misattuned to their child's needs so that okay. in a nutshell is the kind of childhood experience that an anxiously attached person has had right so can you talk about the differences between the probable childhood of a person with a secure attachment style and a person with an avoidant attachment style okay all right so first i would like to you know start with a statement which is said by john bolby attachment principles teach us that most people are only as needy as their unmet needs so when we talk about the differences between the probable childhood of a person with a secure attachment style as opposed to a person with an avoidant attachment style i would say the first thing is come to emotional safety 
a person with a secure attachment style has had emotionally safe parents so the child can talk about their needs their desires their happiness their sorrows without the fear of being rejected by their parent and the child often feels safe to talk to their parents with a lot of you know confidence and their parents are often very attuned to their children's needs so even before the child says anything the parent is very attuned to what they're sensitive and attuned to what their child needs so that's how in a nutshell how the childhood of a securely attached child would be and a person who grows up in an avoidant a, a person who grows up in an environment which is unsafe where emotions are considered to be unsafe where people where parents have usually shut down or they've not felt comfortable to talk about needs and desires and emotions and they often grow up with the kind of message that you know never depend on anybody you know keep mm-hmm. things to yourself or if you do express your anger or your big emotions a bad consequence is going to follow i'm not generalizing this i'm just painting a picture here but mm-hmm. always a child feels very unsafe to express their emotions so when a child grows up in an environment like that and because it's too difficult to cope with all that the child shuts down they understand and learn from a very early age that it's not safe to express my desires so they distance themselves they shut down and they don't express much and that's how they grow up into you know they grow into their avoidant attachment style they learn how to love through a distance through avoiding yeah. Yeah, i actually agree with what you say and i think it happens a lot in india yes like, yes you know a lot of us are conditioned to not cry and like mm. yeah mm. just especially for boys feel, yeah for boys yeah i feel like it happens a lot in india like mm. I, i mean you must have seen like when when kids are younger the parents probably hit them and be like don't cry now yes so yes cry, yes if you cry i'm going to hit you harder you know all of that so yeah i, yeah. I agree with what you say because big emotions have never had any place in our society right it's always yeah. like oh be positive or go to the temple or things will get better or no it's because you know you're spending too much time on your phone and with your so, friends yeah. that's why yeah. this is all happening so never the cause has been addressed where your child is in distress that's never addressed i I'm, i can't say never but that's yeah, yeah. i mean it, it's, it's very rarely addressed yeah yes so the child often doesn't have tools to grow up and and understand what to do with their big emotions right so sarana which attachment style does a person with childhood trauma develop so again that's on a spectrum because definitely abuse also exists on a spectrum whether it is emotional abuse and to what degree it is whether there's verbal abuse physical abuse but when there's abuse and trauma that happens on a consistent basis with the child and that hinders the development of secure attachment uh, they often develop alongside anxious and avoidant attachment they often develop disorganized attachment which is a more extreme form of an insecure attachment style and that's as a result of an abuse of uh, that's the outcome of abuse and trauma in childhood because the child doesn't know what to expect from their parent they want to expect love and they want to love their parent also but they've also learned that the safety is betrayed completely right. and the parent figure is someone to be feared so these people alongside anxious and avoidant attachment people with disorganized attachment have a very deep need to connect but they immediately pull away and see signs of rejections when none exists and they find it very difficult to be in relationships even though they so deeply want to connect so they act out in ways that protect themselves from rejection and pain so for example they may fear how they are being seen so they stop replying to a potential partner because they believe they'll be rejected even abandon the relationship entirely to avoid 
further self-viewed embarrassment or this intense shame and negative emotions that they are going through, ultimately ending the relationship, which turns into a whole self-fulfilling prophecy. But having said that, this is quite rare. Often, a lot of people develop anxious attachment styles or avoidant attachment styles. But if there's a lot of abuse and trauma, then yes, it can get into a disorganized attachment. And if we've you know heard of this personality disorder called borderline personality disorder, yeah, it yeah. can even lead to that sometimes. Right. Okay. So Zarana, do people commonly stick to a single attachment style or are they a mix of a few? Yes, they usually have a dominant attachment style. Now that would change with the kind of partner they are with. That can be, I won't say change, but that can be impacted by the kind of partner they are with. But usually they do have a dominant attachment style. Okay. So can a person exhibit different attachment styles in different relationships? at the same point in their life so yeah it is possible to change an attachment style now the reason i'm saying this is because it's not just always about our childhood and how we grew up that impacts our attachment style it can also be life experiences so a person for example who's grown up in a very inconsistent household where it wasn't emotionally safe and they develop an anxious attachment style but they let's say meet someone who is securely attached and they form a very loving relationship now due to that corrective experience and that life circumstance and that life change it's possible that an anxiously attached person can because of the love and the assurance that they are getting from a safe partner they can get more secure over time right yeah right. so as long as you know once their core needs are met Yes, people can definitely exhibit different attachment styles. So even an avoidantly attached person, if he or she gets into a relationship with a securely attached person, there definitely can be a lot more of a change there as well. But again, I'm not generalizing. It's very subjective and contextual and it differs from person to person. Right. Okay. So we just spoke about relationships. So my next question to you is, how do you recognize a potential partner's attachment styles? All right. So this is a very important question. And whoever's listening, please listen to this and make notes if you want to. Now, if you're going on a date with someone and you're starting to or you're starting to like someone, you're getting close to them and you're wondering, you know, where this is going and what their potential, uh, sorry, what their attachment style is. Firstly, it's very, very important to think in this direction. It's very important to determine whether the person that you are having an interest in has a secure attachment style, an anxious attachment style or an avoidant attachment style because when we are initially getting to know someone we often have a very rosy picture and we don't really see the red flags that are there or we you know rationalize it away and we're very invested in the image that we are seeing about that person so make notes of this whenever you're getting to know someone or you're dating someone or you're want or you're thinking of getting into a relationship with someone shift your thinking from does he or she like me to is this someone i should invest in emotionally secondly is he or she capable of giving me what I need. Now, going forward with that relationship will become about choices that you have to make around this. So you can start by asking yourself these questions that I mentioned. And another question that I can add to this is, how much is this person capable of intimacy? Is he or she sending mixed messages? Or is he or she genuinely interested in being close to me? Now, these questions can give you a far clearer answer as to where your potential partner is at, as opposed to, you know, just just 
been attached to the rosy picture we have in our mind yeah so number one thumb rule is determine whether he or she seeks intimacy and closeness yeah right. okay so this is what i just said determine whether he or she seeks intimacy or closeness this is the number one question to ask yourself about your partner now if the answer is no to this question that they don't seek intimacy and closeness as much you can be pretty sure your partner or your date has an avoidant attachment style if the answer is yes your partner and date or date has either a secure or anxious attachment style when trying to answer this question let go of preconceptions let go of the image you have in your mind okay there's no one type of personality that is avoidant nor one that is either secure or anxious you know bollywood has us these images that if someone is like you know appearing in one particular way then only he loves me or she loves me let mm. go I'm, i'm sorry i'm just giving bollywood as an example but let go of the preconceptions someone can you know appear very self assured and very confident and a little bit you know i don't know how to say it but like someone can appear really very self assured and still really crave closeness on the flip side someone can appear very nerdy and clumsy and wear glasses but still be averse to intimacy so ask yourself whenever you're you know on a date also with that person and if you're noticing something about that person what does this particular behavior indi- indicate about his or her attitude towards intimacy or closeness are they doing or not doing something because they want to minimize intimacy ask yourself these questions and that will give you a clearer answer as to where they are at and lastly i would like to add to this be open to expressing your needs and true feelings right from the start all right i mean earlier the better yeah because this is probably one of the most important ways to uncover your attachment styles don't be afraid to express your needs thoughts and feelings to your partner so by once you express you will get to, uh, what the response is going to be of the other person will give you a lot of clarity about what their attachment style is wow that was a really important answer um, i made a few notes as well right okay so in what ways do people with anxious and avoidant attachment styles deal with conflict all right so conflict is a big one in relationships especially between an anxious and an avoidantly attached person because these two people often are drawn to each other like magnets an anxious person is very drawn to an avoidant person because an anxious person feels a lot of emotional hunger so they're drawn to a person who is distant and doesn't crave closeness and the irony is that the avoidant person because they want distance and their autonomy so much they seek out someone who <laughs> wants closeness so we often see about these kind of relationships which are very common where one person pursues the other person and the other person distances themselves even more so there's like a constant back and forth or a relationship dance that happens so conflict is a big one when it comes to these two attachment styles so here's where i would like to elaborate more on it conflict between these two attachment styles is often left unresolved because the resolution of a conflict itself creates too much intimacy so the re- the resolution itself often brings a couple closer together how two people feel once the fight is resolved they feel even more closer and safer to each other whereas in an anxious and avoidant attachment style the resolution often brings self is such a threat that the avoidant person wants to avoid resolving the conflict altogether while people with an anxious or secure attachment style will seek to resolve a, dis- a disagreement to achieve greater emotional closeness this outcome is uncomfortable for the avoidant who actually seeks to remain distant so in order to dodge the possibility of getting closer avoidants tend to grow 
more hostile and distant as arguments or conflicts progress unless there is a recognition of the progress uh, sorry the process involved in an anxious avoidant conflict the distancing during conflict tends to repeat itself and cause a lot more of unhappiness in the situation and it can go from bad to worse so for example i can say that you know anxious people when they are triggered and when they are feeling very anxious about the relationship they will do something called an activating strategy so they'll resort to something called protest behavior such as for example calling more texting more blocking and unblocking the number and you know keeping the score or doing what they can to somehow get the avoidant person's attention that hey look at me you know what i'm distressed right now i need you to address this fight right now you can't go 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 distant from me i need you to pay attention to me so they act in ways that actually trigger the avoidant person so much that they'll distance themselves even more that she's been too needy or he's been too much too much of this too much of that so they'll distance themselves even more so when anxious people activate their attachment system by using protest behavior avoidant people deactivate their attachment system by distancing themselves even more i'll give you examples by you know what what they often do they'll focus on even once the conflict or fight is over they will you know focus on their the their partner's small and in imperfections even more the way they talk dress eat and find reasons to be angry with them and they allow those small things to get in the way of their romantic feelings they often pine after an ex girlfriend or boyfriend more they flirt with others as a hurtful way of inter- to introduce insecure insecurity into their relationship they withdraw from saying i love you they pull away when things are going well and most importantly this is the one very very important way in which they deactivate is when they check out mentally so they zone out they check out they stonewall when their partner is talking to them and mm-hmm. that's how they cope with fights and conflicts right well those are very important answer honestly i've seen a lot i see so much yes, around so many common relationship yeah. that do this right yeah and they just they think it's fine like they think it's just a bad day or you know mm-hmm. it's just another day or you know it'll get fine i don't think they realize that it's an attachment att- attachment style of their partner or you know this is yes. how their partner is yes yes so, yeah, and then, then the anxious person reasons that you know every relationship has a problem or we'll work at it or we'll do yeah. something only for the issue to get worse yeah okay so lastly zarana is it possible for a person to change their attachment style and if yes what are some ways they can do so so you know like i said before people often have a dominant attachment style and if they have a corrective life experience a good partner an emotionally safe partner it can be possible to change their attachment style through that corrective relationship but without that it can be quite hard to you know change our attachment style entirely because one can't erase a childhood if one has had a very difficult childhood and if they've grown up like that we can't really erase that so it's quite difficult to grow up like that and you know then then give ourselves that positive experience without external help it's quite difficult but i can definitely give some tips and suggestions that we can be more aware about our attachment style so the first is what i will say that firstly educate yourself about attachment styles and your potential partner or your date's attachment styles the more you you know teach yourself about this you will be a lot smarter in choosing a better partner for yourself so if you are an anxiously attached person it'll make much more sense for you to choose a securely attached person rather than an avoidantly attached person 
that's that was an example second date mindfully that would be very helpful because in this digi digital age of tinder hinge and bumble it can get quite difficult to choose a good partner and there are well the law of probability says that there are far more avoidance in the dating market so it's quite difficult to choose a secure person yeah. and find a secure person there because avoidant people enjoy distance so much that they'll be more on those apps far more so again this is not to you know tarnish them negatively <laughs> but uh, just saying that date mindfully so once you know more about your attachment style you won't take avoidant person's behavior so personally and it'll be easier for you to choose a securely attached person and the same goes for an avoidant person yeah an anxious person will not be a better match for you you can also choose a securely attached person thirdly acknowledge and accept your true relation ne uh, uh, relationship needs don't shame yourself for it at all mm -hmm. acknowledge and accept ki okay this is what i went through and these are my needs your needs are your needs now who you choose to get those needs met and how you go about it that will be up to you and that'll help you you know at least manage your attachment style a lot better and lastly i would say get into therapy to explore more about your childhood you know how you're feeling where your emotions are at right now understand more about your patterns get into therapy that'll get that's a wonderful safe space to know more about yourself and take better decisions in life right yeah. all right that's quite a good episode i i learned a lot honestly and i think a lot of people a lot of kids at say my generation need to hear this mm -hmm. because like a lot of them are in relationships toxic relationships and they just think that you know yeah. it's fine yeah. you know it's just yeah. one bad day they're having yeah so yeah. yeah i think a lot of kids my age and even even people a little older than me probably need to hear this yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. thank you thank you thank you for being thank with us thank you so much thank you and to everyone who's listening to leo thank you for listening and i'll see you in the next episode